Hey, thanks for listening to The Wannabes. We're back at it with our regular episodes. And this one's a doozy. We have a lot of updates with, you know, the pandemic. And we're actually finding our groove. It's not easy, but Will and I are kind of able to figure it out on the spot a little bit. Give updates how we've been handling it. I know it's tough for everyone, but... You know, it's important to just kind of talk about it and and get through it with your friends. Um, We also go through the new power rankings. We have a whole, I mean, we'll just say what it is. It's a segment. We have a whole segment on the power rankings. And um, that's just about it. So thanks for listening. Enjoy episode 49. And keep on the lookout for some announcements coming up. Got big, big things in the pipeline. All right, all right. Well, thanks a lot. The Wannabes, episode forty-nine. My name is JD. This is your boy Wasabi. And we're back, man. It's been a minute. I know. it's It's been a while. I mean, quarantine life, it's been busy. It's been stressful. But, you know, we, we had to uh, bring this back. Yeah. I mean, we actually recorded episode 49 a few weeks ago. It was just kind of the exact same thing as the previous episode. Like, I think, I know for me, I didn't feel like I found any sort of groove or any sort of clarity yet. Mm -hmm. Um, because this was like late March, right? So it's like still so new and everything was up in the air. Um, But the past couple weeks has been at least different enough and like stable enough that I can talk about it and actually get something out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. I mean, like we've also been keeping busy with a bunch of 1v1s that have recently come come out with Mm -hmm. Wally and, and Dr. Jones. And so, you know... But I'm happy to do, like, our, our thing again. Yeah, me too. I also wanted to preserve our uh, episode 50 and keep that something special because we'll, we'll do, like, a live stream and stuff. We'll, um, we'll, do it, we'll do it right and proper, you know? But that's, that's housekeeping. Do we do housekeeping? I don't know, man. Probably. Yeah, I Probably. mean, it's, it's, a, it's a new episode. We, we can do what we want. We can do whatever we want, brother. This is our shit. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we talked off mic, but we'll start with just going through our days, um, and how we've been feeling and all that. Um, and we, uh, did a series of high intensity games and challenges to decide who would go first. Um, and I swept 85 to zero, so I will go first. Um, it was a best <laughs> of, it was a best of 171, so that's good. But yeah, I, uh. I need to figure out some things, but in general, my past two weeks have been um, much better than they were before. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to break it down as much as I can. So um, starting late March was when you know we started working from home. I didn't really feel great about it, but I thought it was kind of cool that like, all right, the pressures of the office are, are not there anymore. I'm not constantly being 
overseen. I can kind of do what I want, get some flexibility. And quickly, that kind of got a little out of control. On a day-by-day basis, I was just not doing a lot of work and kind of scrambling to do my check-ins and touch bases with my boss and like show that I'm doing something, even though I just clearly was not. Um, And I really slipped up, um, if I'm being honest, just did not do enough. So that kind of spiraled a little bit. And um, some of it was my fault. I think some of it was just it is hard to adapt and have a whole new layer of responsibility, which is like self contained and, and keeping yourself away from distractions and all that. But that was pretty rough. And then I had my 90 day review and I'm keeping this work related because my, my life has been just completely centered around the emotions I take from work. We could talk about that, but mm-hmm. um, I had my 90 day review, which was uh, kind of rough. They kind of picked me apart a little bit in terms of my, um, organization and how I kind of keep everything together really it was centered around organization, but it was kind of framed in a way where it's like, okay, this is the, this is the original sin. You need to take care of this or else you will fundamentally not be able to do your job. Um, which hit me kind of hard <clears throat> and it was kind of sp- spread out into two days. The first review had to be delayed a day. So then the next morning it was like, part two and and then I just kind of like really fell apart on a Wednesday that was last Wednesday and Thursday so the 8th and the 9th of April yeah that's that's tough dude yeah and so I think that the 9th or the 8th either one of those days I just signed up for um online therapy which is something that um I was, I've always thought about since like high school. I, I've never really had a stigma attached to it that apparently still exists. I don't think it's really, uh, there's really a stigma to it anymore, at least with our generation. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the hardest barrier to entry was just like, it's pretty expensive. So the fact that I've been saving money the past few weeks from not going out, like financially, I'm, I'm more stable than I've ever been, which is just because I'm able to work from home. But, um, I'm like, I feel like shit. I, I don't have any outlet for any of this. Like I'm I'm not balanced. I'm I'm stressing myself out. And so one week from today, or one one week ago I should say, I had my first counseling session. Um and it was mild. I I was texting you through it, so you know a little bit about it, but mm-hmm. um it re- it gave me some tools um, notably a breathing exercise, which made me think of you immediately because you've talked about some breathing exercises. I don't know if you've got them from count. Did you get that from counseling? Um, no, I actually got it from like meditation, mindfulness, cool, uh, exercises and videos and, and books and stuff. But I also, uh, there, I do one specifically from the one that my like therapist suggested to me. So it, it's a mix of it's a mix of both so, word so tell me if you've heard of this one it's very simple all it is is um you count the seconds so it's seven seconds in four seconds hold eight seconds out and you put your tongue behind your teeth so 
I don't know if you could hear that, but you make like a whooshing sound on the exhale. Oh, interesting. Have you heard of that? I've heard of that one through uh, actually Pilar, who, um, you know, used to teach yoga and everything, but uh, there's a yogic breath where I think it's six in, three out, and and it's sort of a similar property. So, wow. yeah, definitely definitely super familiar with, with that. Word. Yeah, and that was just, it was like a, a cheat code that I used all this week, um, just constantly. Not, not like, <laughs> not obsessively, but... Um, what I, what I realized is that my, I was always getting caught up on transitions. Mm -hmm. Um, so for example, let's say I had to, um, reach out, I had to work with someone, right? I need to get an answer from somebody for, for one thing I'm doing. Um, in weeks past, I would send out, Hey, I need this from you. And then be like, Oh, I can't continue until I get this answer, which wasn't true, but that's kind of my attitude. And then I would start like watching a YouTube video or scrolling Twitter or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I would get the answer back and then I'd be like, all right, then I would like slowly get back into work or not. And, 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 and have to like intellectualize or, uh, or rationalize like, okay, if I, if I goof off for five more minutes, I can realistically say that I was just waiting for the answer. Like all these things that were just not working and, that would really trip me up and it would just, it would be like that all day and I would just have a shit day and it's not even that like the work would be bad it would just be that and I wouldn't feel great I would have less energy at the end of the day I'd be kind of I would sit down on the couch after my work day and just like go on my phone and watch tv and just not be present or do anything um and that started piling up. So on the transitions, I started doing this breathing exercise, which takes all of 10 seconds or 20 seconds. And um, it just made a huge difference, man. Like, honestly, it felt like a cheat code that I was able to pull off. Um, I had a much more productive week. And actually, my boss said to my director, who was kind of helping me through some of this, this frustration, um, he sent her a message saying like, yeah, Jesse showed huge improvements during our weekly meeting, a lot more energy, a lot more organized, focused, specific, just like gave a huge compliment to the work I was doing. Let's go. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So that was, I didn't want to feel too good about it. Cause I'm still like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have my complete, I, I have weird emotions with work. Uh, well, we could talk about that later, but, um, mm-hmm. so this week in particular, um, was just so much better and outside of work when I'm on these when I'm just kind of like a little bit more on the ball and um I guess present is the is the big through line here and that's what the breathing really helps me do then um like I've been writing more journaling more um practicing piano every morning um playing more melee like everything else comes together too and so um, I messaged you a little bit and I'll kind of end it with this because I want to hear a lot of, I want to hear about your week too, <clears throat> obviously, but, um, I'm kind of realizing that there's a mindset here. That's, that's much better. Um, which is kind of like, okay, this is a harder time, but the way, like the ways we deal with it might be the best thing that could come out of this. Like the, the ways we keep ourselves on track, even though we don't have like Hex's nightclub is the big one for me. 
mm-hmm. missing that was such a huge source of stress relief and community and just fun <clears throat> that um, I have to come up with other ways to keep myself sane. And that might be very good for me in the long run. So that's kind of my big takeaway from the past couple weeks. That's dude. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely a weird time where, like, I think the first few weeks, like, we wanted things to like be back to normal rather than like adjusting to a new normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like been been super tough. Like even even for me. But before we go into my week, like one thing I wanted to delve into is this idea of transitions because mm-hmm. I definitely struggle with that too. Just just in general. You know, something I've been talking with my, like, I've always had trouble, like, even with my past job, like, struggling, like, transitioning, like, so, like, I can, like, be, like, hyper-focused and, like, do a task for, like, you know, two, three hours if I need to, like, grind it out, but, like, if I'm, you know, working for 10 minutes and then something, like, an email pops up that takes my attention away, it's, like, hard for me to, like, get back into the zone of Mm -hmm, things. mm -hmm. I don't know if you have, like, a similar thing. Totally, man. Um, but one thing that recently that I've like sort of been discussing with my therapist is, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's not confirmed, but like it, you know, there are patterns that present itself that lead to this, not belief, but like conclusion. So like there, there is like, like I'm, I'm probably to a certain degree have somewhat of like a somewhat like adhd okay and so like you know like my parents like i think like you know it was during the time where like every kid was like like every parent was like oh does my kid have adhd right and and my like pediatrician was like no he doesn't he's like fine but and and my parents like ran with it and like to a certain degree was like well like he can figure it out on his like own you know like you know like it shouldn't hinder him or anything so like i never got tested for it as a kid but talking with my therapist, it's like becoming clearer and clearer, like that the tools that I have found that work best for me, like in my mid twenties, where I really like feel like I hit a stride, um, are tools that you know people with ADHD to a certain degree uh, use, uh, wow. you know. And so I'm sort of coming to this conclusion that while it isn't everything, and I definitely found my own way to solve my issues and my own mechanisms to you know to you know be um productive that um i probably am somewhat like have like to a certain degree on the spectrum have adhd and so it's definitely been so interesting thinking it from that perspective yeah that's why um, i didn't know that yeah no i didn't know that either um so it's like one of those things where it's like it's not like the the source of like i'm not trying to say it's like the source of like all the problems or anything like that but it's more of like a oh well like it's like now you can like focus like now i can focus on like oh like you know like this is a common pattern like how how has like other studies shown to deal with it so it's been really interesting trying to find new coping mechanisms especially which like transitions mm-hmm. and structure uh through like that point of view only because like there's so much resources and and literature on it yeah like that was the big thing for me in quarantine was like in this new world is like the lack of structure like i think as a like you don't really notice it as a kid but like you know we we've definitely talked about it in the podcast but like i 
am surprisingly a like very structured person and like I like things a certain way I like knowing when things are and you know and I think that was the toughest thing adjusting like in the last two weeks is realizing that you know my my daily sort of structure of like waking up commute VOD analysis you know get to work you know work from nine to five leave go to an hnc go play with hacks you know for a few hours come back home you know or go to the gym and hang out with pilar you know i think not having that structure was super tough for me and so like my sleep schedule was like all over the place and it was like i was doing well in work like i that that was the one thing that like was there but definitely like establishing boundaries of like when i would stop working or when i would you know and also like, just being able to sleep. Like, there are some nights, like, I slept, I think, on Thursday night, I slept from 9.30 to 8.30, like, 11 hours. But mm. then other nights, I've, like, stayed up to, like, 2. So, like, my sense of time is, like, way off also. And and that definitely affects my, my um, like, energy levels throughout the day. Yeah, um, I feel that, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. So that's sort of like the brief like overview of <laughs> of what this week's been, or what the last few weeks have been like. But this, this definitely this exploration of like this part of myself that like probably is like this. Yeah, this part of myself where, um, and then understanding it so that I can like develop like better coping mechanisms. So like I just thought that like your idea of transitions, uh was super interesting and i used it to transition into my thing <laughs> yeah um is there anything else in the past couple of weeks that you found to be either uh, something you've had to change or uh, uh adapt or just like you're still struggling with yeah i think the biggest thing for me is um this idea of feeling that i'm like moving forward per se mm. while this world is a little bit frozen yes and i think that's super tough and and really, like, my way about it is just, it, it's been super weird. It's, like, highs and lows, you know, like, sometimes, like, you know, it's, and, and I think that's sort of, like, the game. And one thing is just, like, I'm trying not to be super hard on myself when I feel like I need to, like, rest and take a break. Yeah. Because it's, like, even if I've been in, the like, the apartment the whole time, it doesn't mean that, like, necessarily I've been, like, resting or whatever. You know, I think it's easier you know, in the old world where it was like, okay, like I've been out for like all day and like it's 11 and I'm leaving the tournament. Like I'm just going to sleep when I get home, you know, but I think it's, that's so hard, but I think, you know, finding side projects that I can like work on and do and it being okay that I like flip flop between them, I think is like super important, at least like to keep me busy. So like, that's the one thing that I feel like um, really helped me over the last few weeks. You know, like the first week I was like all into playing uh, Grand Blue Versus, which is super fun. Like I like would take every lunch break and like play with Kada. I would play with Zealous, who's a god at, you know, in any game, as we know. And uh, that was super fun. And then the next week it was all about like Melee and Netplay and VOD analysis. And then the week afterwards, it was like, I think video editing. I think that was the week afterwards. Um, so I've just been trying to keep busy and, and, and I realized that I needed like an overarching side project. So, you know, I know that I like posted it on the discord, but like, I'm hoping to keep on learning to make 
new content for the for our channel yeah, dude. for the wannabes channel Hell and yeah. yeah the wannabes podcast on youtube so we're, i want to bring that back and i want to start streaming and and i've but the funny thing is like you know i definitely burnt out from learning to video edit in a week and, and we'll get to that yeah but uh so i haven't done anything yet but i have the stream overlay and i have a few ideas of what i want to do but uh, that's like the overall like big side project that I'm working towards now. Hell is, yeah! Uh, just gonna stream for fun. So you know, like, quick little plug about that. But yeah, just just trying to set everything up, learn about, learn the ropes, learn the industry. So that's what I've been doing the last two weeks is is listening to people about how they structure their Twitch channel and like what's you know. Just lots of research into it. So I've learned a lot about the industry that I'm sure you'd be interested in hearing, you know, off script uh, later on. Yeah, no, we uh, we already talked about kind of throwing some ideas around. Um, I love that. And yeah, it's it's exciting to see you kind of delve into this more because it's like everything you do. First off, that video was great. And you saying that's your first video you've edited? That was, yeah, that is my first video, first time using any video software. I used DaVinci Resolve, which is this, like, uh, free one, because I didn't want to pay, like, 20 bucks for Adobe Premiere. Per month, but yeah. <laughs> for Per month, yes, per month. Yeah. No, I hear that, man. Yeah. Um, well, it came out really well. You got some genuine compliments. Like, I think the energy around it was not, like, there, there's no reason for people to lie. And you're hearing it, it from me, too. So, so really good stuff, and... I mean, streaming too. I, your work ethic and and your skill in putting into streaming is like, not to put too much pressure on it, but you know, after I think once you when you figure out like the minutia and the like the big setup issues, because every streamer <laughs> has some difficulty starting off. It's like, it's, uh, it's almost like a rite of passage. You have to have a few streams that are just so confusing and you know not going to work right away, probably. But, mm-hmm. um, like, I can't pick a better person that would just fight through that and, and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm figuring this out. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just so, so um, you know, audacious and just maybe that's the wrong word. But, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to nail it. Um, and Thanks, I think this, the idea of side projects, no problem. I think the side projects is, like, such a big deal because I think one turning point that I found last week, I think it was Thursday night. So I had signed up for therapy. I was like feeling kind of down, but my buddies and I, some my best friends from high school, one thing we've been really into the past couple of years is D and D. And since quarantine, we've had to offset our plans to start a new campaign, which would be our second campaign over two years. So it was like a big deal. We mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. And we don't really want to start a big new thing over video chat. So we did like a one-off a few weeks ago where my buddy just did like, you know, a three-hour campaign and I wanted to do the next one. So I put like two and a half hours after work, which is the most energy I've put into anything after work since quarantine started. And I was just like slamming ideas down just in a flow state, pretty much coming up with this, this campaign arc and the characters and the fights and the items and like just getting into this, really getting into this campaign idea. And I realized that, like, that's what we need, you know? It's like you need to have an end goal that is within grasp and say, okay, here's the, here's the steps to do that. 
and feel progression throughout it. And that is just what we missed in our uh, when everything was taken away. It's like during the commute, right? During your commute, you would watch VOD analysis. I think there's yeah. that's a short term goal every morning is I want to uh, not to put too much into the thing you're doing, but you know what I mean? It's I want to watch mm-hmm. this, get something out of it. And then the end is when the commute's over. And you get that kind of up and down feeling of accomplishment and pride that can be done every single morning and also push you towards a long-term goal. So trying to refine these things are like, it's, it's difficult. And for some people that's, you know, grinding Valorant, that's the big game right now is getting into the, uh, the CSGO, uh, Overwatch. No, it's Riot, right? It's yeah, it's right, but so, it is the it is the hotness right now. It's the hotness, and so Seth is grinding it so hard. <laughs> yeah, he he posted some clips this morning that were pretty dope. Um, yeah, a lot of people I, are grinding the shit out of it, and good, like that's that's great. Um, for for some people that was and for me it was Animal Crossing for a few weeks. I've, I haven't touched it since. I'm kind of afraid to go back because mm-hmm. all my villagers are going to be mad at me. But, um. It's just we're all, I think, just trying to find, even more than ever, trying to find these things that make us feel like we're moving towards something. And for you, I think streaming is such a great idea. For me, it's been, um, I actually have been only playing Falco when I play Melee, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked about a little bit. But I kind of want to uh, sit on, if you, it, unless you have any thoughts before we get into the next kind of segment. Uh yeah, I mean I think it's it's super important to have like just stuff to to keep you busy. I think like the biggest thing like overarching is like that help for me is like just a shift in the mindset of like you know, we have to like remake our our schedule. You know, like we can't just like copy pasta like what we used to do. <laughs> and and it's about really adjusting to to a new normal rather than going back to normal, you know? Totally. And, and I think that's like sort of been the biggest thing. And aside from that, like, yeah, I'm just like really excited for the side projects and I think they keep me busy and it's like such a good time to like learn a new skill. Like I'm still like a little bit in disbelief that I like made a video, you know, like, just like, <laughs> like, like, I don't care about like the quality or, or whatever, but you know, I'm glad that you, you liked it, you know, and, and that people liked it. But like, I'm just so astonished. Like every once in a while, I'll just like rewatch it and be like, shit, like that was a week of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That you'll probably end up rewatching it a year later if you're anything like me. Yeah. Like, oh, good old days. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I think that's like sort of been the, the big thing and but yeah, I mean that's sort of just been it's a now it's like back on melee and like starting to stream. I got your webcam, so Nice. Good. So so we're set there. Fuck yeah. Yep. Um yeah, and melee is it's not I don't even think it's on hold. It's like it's in this weird place, right? So everything is on hold. And that's kind of I don't think anyone's bemoaning the state of melee besides people always going on Twitter after their net play tournament sets and being like, why do I do this? Like as if they don't have free will to not enter. Um, 
so it it just feels like melee is the community's in the state of acceptance um of of what's happening but there's still like people playing netplay all the time posting sick clips and just keeping the game fresh at least on like twitter and stuff you know mm-hmm. um so i think this is a great time to just get into get into streaming and netplay not because we have more time that's that's across the board you know a good way to start a new hobby as you said but um i just think there's more and more appetite for you know the, the melee hasn't gone anywhere like the, the tides have not receded you know the community still loves the game and, and i think there's still gonna be a lot of opportunity to like get better overall or get better at just you know net play and, and making clips and stuff so um yeah, it's in this weird place. And for people like me who just, I, I will not play Netplate. Like, I always think about it. There are a few people that I would play against, like friendlies and mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna join a Netplate tournament. It's just not happening. Um, so I've had to feel that level of progression through a new character. Um, mm-hmm. which I actually recommend anyone do if, um, if they don't want to do Netplate tournaments and, and test their main. I think picking up a new character that you've always wanted to play, like what else do you have to lose? Be, you know, yeah. the level of progression is right in front of you. It's like, it's, it's staggering how much faster I improve at a bad character than I do with Fox. It's funny. I know. I, I definitely feel that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, obviously my side of it is I have been net playing mm-hmm. and, and funny enough, I did my second net play tournament yesterday and and it was up and down, but I think overall it just depends on like being in the right mindset. And and I think that I definitely definitely have like gotten super annoyed at at net play and, and <laughs> lag and not being able to play when I want. You yep. know, like from four to six when everyone's on the server, it's like absolutely horrible. But like in the morning and, and later at night it's a lot better. And I think I don't know, it's so weird. Because I had to play Gatsu on, like, a 9 buffer with it spiking. So I wouldn't even really call that a set. And then I was playing Dr. Lobster. And um, I tried to do a, like, wave dash off ledge rising bear. And and my jump input got eaten mm-hmm. right as I pressed jump. And I just SD'd and lost game two yeah. that I was about to win. And um, it was, you know, funny enough, like, it, it is annoying. Like, I'm not going to lie. But it's really interesting because Netplay has forced me to, in my opinion, think about the game a lot di- more differently. Like, I, I, I understand why people on Netplay play the way they do. And I think that's really useful because it's such a big characteristic to, you know, to even, like, regular tournament play. And I think the other big thing is... um. What was I going to say? It was, oh, that I have to just be, like, way more precise or not expect myself to be able to, like, get things that I would normally get um, on on CRT. And as a result, it's forced me to think of options and positional situations a lot more differently. Like, I had to play a Dr. Mario and a Luigi my first two rounds yesterday, and I just, like, was like, you know what, like... 
let's just go top plat, let's space some bears, and let, let's just nickel and dime him. Because I, I view Netplay as more nickel and diming people right. <laughs> more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And especially with those characters for Fox. And that was it. That was my whole plan. But like I, I'm super proud that I was like able to execute it. Because I think I would have been a lot more rash and like ran in more against those characters which like you're just not supposed to do anyway right but um because of that play like being able to just like be like all right like i'm down let's still run the same plan is is something that i don't think i was able to do before so definitely it's forced me to exercise different muscles uh of the game that i haven't been able to you know really work on yeah yeah, honestly, it makes perfect sense why I think me and your philosophy, we've we've really had it like our, our philosophies haven't changed too much since, you know, we started the podcast. And um, realistically, I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm stubbornly um, attached to my way of playing melee. Right. So I I love being like the the best melee for me is is not exercising any muscles it's um if i'm playing against someone i want to just be able to not think i want to just be attached to the game and with net play i do see like there's clearly value in playing net play everything you lined up i I don't have to repeat any of it You, you you laid it out perfectly um but i don't want to do that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course you know what i mean and so it's just like it's just so funny that like i, I understand the, the value and honestly i've i've played some net play i just it, it was with my it was with my friend joe and it was with jeremy because we were waiting on uh we were doing a uh, an in-house 5v5 league of legends game mm-hmm. and while we were waiting for some of the people to show up we were just playing some net play right so i still like yeah, cool. Let's just play some melee. Like I was playing Falco, it was just like dicking around. I still love the game, and netplay can't take it all away. It's still fundamentally melee. But the in a competition, I need to like it's more of a test against myself. I don't want to play against the game or against the the, the restrictions netplay has or all this stuff. It's just not where I want to be. And so I think there's still people figuring that out. And I think more people are doing net play out of obligation or out of um, out of habit. Like melee is a part of my life. This is the only way to compete. I must enter net play tournaments. And you're seeing th- these people just like go on Twitter and and be frustrated and be in, like, you know, fuck this game, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, and so I think I feel for those people most of all because um, people like you and people who have uh, uh, I mean, you're still getting frustrated. You're not complaining on Twitter. Thank God. I actually had to check before I, oh. I shit talk. <laughs> no, Twitter no, I, <laughs> I, the only person I complain it to is funny enough, like, like slocks. Cause, cause, cause we're the same. Like we have sometimes godlike connection. And then sometimes like one of us rage quits and like, Nope, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm not playing under these conditions. I am a Fox player and I deserve better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly like we've signed this uh, this agreement to melee it's like all right game i'm gonna try to break you every time i play just don't just just keep it steady and let me let me fuck around and then netplay comes in like a shitty 
stepmom and changes all the rules and all of a sudden you know our, our whole world collapses and we have to play by this new set of restrictions it's just like net play is a stepmom is an evil stepmom that's canon but i'm just <laughs> i just don't want to compete in that you know like it, it's whatever. oh I, I no no I totally get it I think it's so I I'm not a big netplay tournament person funny enough like I can't believe I joined one yesterday I was just like super oh funny enough I only joined because I had a bad netplay day hmm. like in terms of like I had really bad connection the whole day and I was like I want to play melee and if everyone's gonna be playing on in this tournament then so be it that's where I'll be playing too wow. you know like that's more so what I was like rather than like me being like oh, like, I want to enter this tournament and, and feel the rush of competition or, or whatever, you know? I just, yeah. like, wanted to play the game. Yeah, man. And it's, like, you know, like, when you go to, like, an HNC or, like, a, any local, because, like, if you hit up hit up any one of your friends that night, they'll be like, oh, I'll be, I'll, I'm going there, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that was pretty much it. And, um, but I haven't been a big fan of that play tournaments. It doesn't do the same for me. I, I think we mentioned that in our crossover episode with um, Wheat in, for our deep dive. Mm-hmm. God, that was a, such a fun episode. That was also, fun. Quick plug. Yeah. yeah. Give some love to the Melee Stats podcast. But um, yeah, like overall, like there's just a, definitely been days where like I've had great connection and days where I, I'm like, you know, malding at, 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 you know, at, at the world. And and funny enough, Pilar knows it. She's like, do you just play netplay? I'm like, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but it's really weird because I've had, I had like an amazing session with Zamu like earlier this week. I had a, I only had to play on seven buffer with Blea from Florida. And I actually like practiced the Luigi matchup. Right. Like that was crazy. Like, so it's like ups and downs. But I think like one thing that has helped me is just like, accepting that I'm rolling a dice with net play yeah. every time I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to we don't have to sit here and complain for too long, although it's super fun to to bitch about net play, but that's just where we're at. And if you want to I think that's why I'm I'm so attached and I keep bringing up playing Falco is like I I think that we have to figure out and I think we talked about this on episode 49, the the earlier episode 49, but mm-hmm. um, like we have to take a step underneath melee and say, okay, what, what was this fulfilling for us before? And how can we kind of find workarounds that are satisfying in other, other cases? Um, and the biggest thing for me was a sense of, um, progression in a sense of like long-term fulfillment like where Mm -hmm. if i get home from hnc i can lay in my bed and say okay i'm doing something that i can progress in that when i'm older looking back i can say all right i'm glad i spent that time going to these tournaments and like taking this seriously um and then i centered everything around that so that's why i practiced more that's why um, you know, the podcast was, was ritualistic and felt so real and important. So when that was taken away, um, my first instinct was not like, how am I going to get my melee fix? My first instinct was, how am I going to feel like I'm fulfilled and moving forward in a positive sense? This ties back into what you said before 
um, like that was one of the first thing you said in this episode, right? It was like, mm-hmm. we need to feel like we're moving forward. And so because Melee is such a strong part of my life, like I want, I needed to feel some sort of progression and that's why I'm, I'm like, all right, maybe honestly, I'll just say it. I think I want to be a Falco main. Interesting. I think I want to, yeah. I think I want to switch mains and be the first person <laughs> from Fox to Falco to go from Fox to Falco. Word. And I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, and, and hear, hear me out. Right. That's interesting. All right. I have so many questions. Hear me out, hear but me yeah. Out. I'll hear you out first. First off, we're not going to have another tournament for a month plus. So I've plenty of time to keep getting my Falco up to at least tournament standard. But I know it's going to take a year to a year or two minimum to get to any sort of like comparable skill. Mm-hmm. But I've been, I, you know, my fundamentals are still there, right? So it's not like I'm yeah. starting completely from scratch. So. It's still a spacey. Mm-hmm. Um, and this solves the problem that I've been wanting to do more commentary. So if I come back and just enter Falco every tournament, yes, I'm going to be knocked out earlier, but that lets me do commentary again. So yeah. I think it's just a, I think it's a win-win because like I take the pressure off myself to like perform. I've, I've given up top 100 for this year. It's like too messy and confusing anyway. Like it's going to be ranked off what Genesis and maybe shine like we're not are we even gonna have shine are we even gonna have smash con like i i, I don't mm-hmm. want to think about that i, w- I want to just relieve myself of that pressure mm-hmm. and be like all right fuck it let's be a falco main and also just it's like a gut feeling you know it's like i just i i really like the character um and i'll still have fox for like puff right so and maybe peach you know some of these tough matchups but across the board like Falco is just a character I've felt connected to for a long time and always respected the um, Falco mains out there and think that he's just such he's a little more cerebral as a character. He's a lot less like it's not like execute perfect. It's like execute correct and and do the right option, which I think Mm -hmm. appeals to me. It appeals to me in a way that's that's less like I have to grind and make sure that my tech is 100% on point. It's more like, okay, I get to understand the game more and improve in that sense. So that's my little Falco rant. <laughs> no, I think that's super sick. I think it's exciting and it and it makes sense too. Like I think I mean more than more than me for sure, but like you love like reading players and calling them out and I think Falco the way he plays really matches that, hmm. you know, like obviously you can play like that in Fox. I'm not saying that like you can't do that, but like it just calls for more, I think with Falco, right? Like that's, that's what you see like top level Falcos do versus like definitely like me. I'm just like, let me just practice something and then like be able to execute it like every time. Right. And I, I'm, I'm fairly happy with doing that you know yeah 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 i hear you so i think it's super exciting dude yeah and and this was also kind of a test for myself right like i was kind of 50 50 on it before i started talking about it but as with everything i like to say things and see how it hears sounds back yeah classic classic yeah and classic jd classic and um dude i think i'm into it i think i'm into the idea i uh that's right what falco color oh dude that's that's such a personal question um 
I caught like I had to I think ask. It's gonna him. be green. I think I, I think mean, I like green. Green sick. Green sick. Green's pretty dope. Green green is a sick Falco color in my opinion. Um, dude, that's hype. Yeah, and now we'll have a little more um, difference in perspective, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll still probably see you in bracket. Yeah, hopefully, but um, hopefully I'll just lose before that, so I could I could get some I could, I could start building my reel or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, it feels like, um, totally right. Plus, you know, maybe if, if I keep playing Falco, I'll be more inclined to do net play because Falco means love net play apparently. Oh, Falco, Falco is top is, is, is one of the best on net play. Mm-hmm. Was it go like Marth Falco puff or Fox? I think, I think, I think it, I honestly, I think it goes Falco first. Really? Yeah, because, like, you can't dash out of laser as much. Oh, that's true. Like, like, like six buffer laser, fine. Like, that's okay. A little bit down, but that's okay. Eight buffer laser, dude, you're, you're not, you're holding shield. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, in a week or two, I'll be that, I'll be that toxic Falco main, and um, I'll have to eat my own words about hating Netplay, just because... I was talking as a fox man. Yeah, it's so crazy. The one thing I have to say about netplay is it feels like this underground world where there are just like the strengths of players are like actually it's like different from from what it is in the top one hundred. Like I, you know, there are people with like uh like anonymous accounts that are like wrecking you. Um, Beer man runs net play a lot now like he he's he's actually super tough mm. uh cam obviously is like the is is one of the poster boys in, in my opinion for net play right now oh yeah like uh you know wins over slocks and cobal like crazy yeah so you know i think it's it's super it's super interesting i think the net play the net play underworld underbelly yeah because it's a different skill you got to develop you know oh yeah 100 percent. i think that's the that's been the fun thing for me about it is is trying to change the way i see the game and and i think that's super interesting because if i can just reaction tech chase like i'll just do that yeah and also i've been practicing like a lot more on uh solo practicing so i've like been working even on like the jd shine grab no really yeah. Wait, which one? The stag or the Seuss tag? The the one where I shine out a shield, turn around, shine grab. Is it? Isn't that fun? It it is fun. <laughs> it is fun. And Falco can do it too, so I get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the quarantine ledge dashes are are coming along. I I've gotten as high as fourteen, not consistently, but I've gotten fourteen I don't a few think times. I've never gotten fourteen. That's that's gnarly. Yeah, it just dash. it just sucks because I can't ledge dash on that play. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it's the the net the quarantine ledge dashes the net play um regular get up <laughs> into <Yeah>. shield. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't know how people get it. Like I play slocks and he he gets like ledge dash turn around up tilt still. Wow, I I don't know, man. On that play, it's like that's that's it's like walking over coals. I do. I I don't get it either. <laughs> really? Uh, oh man. Um. Anyway, we're coming up on a break. Anything? Anything to uh, to lead us out? Wow. Way to just like put me on the spot, Jake. All right. Let's t- let's have a break. We'll talk after. 
Yeah. All right, we're back from break. We have one more topic, really two, that we want to talk about. And we touched on it earlier, but Will has made a fantastic power rankings video and screwed up his sleep schedule because of it. So, Will, I want to talk a bit more about your process and kind of what you discovered through it and and how you enjoyed it. Just, Just get into it, man. How was that? Yeah, so I mean, ultimately I started because I want to start streaming and I realized like the smart thing to end, like also revive our channel. Let's be honest here. Uh, But, you know, to start streaming, I think, you know, you know how I am, right? Like whenever I do something, it's like I try to calculate like a few moves ahead of time. Yeah. And, and, And there seemed to be a growing trend of like, you know, to grow on, on, on Twitch, it's also important to like be on other platforms as well uh youtube being a a very good one uh one for it right and so that's sort of where the idea of video editing got started and i've always been like interested in it and i wanted to do something i mean like you you know you do the podcast episode audio editing and stuff like that Uh, but i i definitely wanted to help in some way and uh so i just came to video editing and you know sort of to put myself on a deadline i agreed that you know i said Oh, like I can make the the combo video, the NYC, the new the New York City power rankings combo video this time. And I think what's super funny about that was in my head I was like, well, I mean, it will be tough to video edit, but how tough will it be to like actually make a combo video if I have like everyone's clips and stuff like that, right? Turns out it's still really hard. Yeah. Uh but um, that's sort of how it all started, right? And so, you know, I already knew the software I wanted to use. Like, I asked you, you said Premiere. I asked Phil, you know, great filmmaker, mini documentarian, fighting game, content creator. Uh, he's also said Premiere, but I, like, just didn't want to drop 20 bucks a month for it. So I settled on DaVinci Resolve after doing some research. And then from there, it sort of... You know, I wanted, I knew I wanted to do, um, like, more of a countdown style. Like, one clip, one countdown, you know, for it, right? And honestly, from there, like, it was both frustrating and super fun. Like, I didn't think, like, I, I really suck in terms of, like, drawing and painting and, and music. But I felt like this was such a fun creative outlet for myself that, like, kind of clicked for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and that was the most surprising thing about it is that like, even though like I didn't start out with the Animal Crossing theme and and we'll get to that later, uh, it just clicked for me. Like it just like absolutely like I was like okay like I think like the intro should be here and this is how it should be structured and and stuff like that. Um, and funny enough, I was gonna do like instrumental like a lo-fi like hip hop like instrumental theme for it, but. After talking to our good friend Zane Ipengu, who's going to film school next year, yeah, in Columbia, which shout you know, congrats to him, yep. shout outs to him. Uh, he gave me like a lot of notes on like stuff that I can improve on, what made sense, what didn't make sense, and it sort of helped me collect my ideas. It took like 
a day and a half to really restructure it from the whole hip-hop thing to the Animal Crossing theme. And funny enough, I was like halfway done with it by t- before I switched. And I just kind of scrapped everything for the for the Animal Crossing theme because I thought wow. it would be easier to execute. Wow. Um, yeah, but, but I thought it would be a better product. So that's why I just wanted to switch to it. Um, and then I just like, after that, I was like, okay. And it all started from the Foxy Grandpa clip, funny enough. Like, I don't know if you remember it, but I did, like, the, the joke of the time skip. Yeah, that's that was pretty good. Uh, because I had no idea of how to, sh- like, I'm like, Foxy, can you give me a clip? And he's like, yeah, sure, this one. And it's like a minute clip with, like, the half of it. It's, like, super good neutral, but, like, it's Puff Chic platform camping each other. Mm. So I was like, how do I make this? How do I shorten this, right? And 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 I, the time skip kind of just came up as an idea, so that's why I rolled with the Animal Crossing theme. And then from there, it was just about like executing the idea, getting it all done, and meeting the deadline. But it was so much fun to like, I guess, be creative and like control like, oh, like I want this to come here, and oh, this should be like this, and like you know, talking to Ipangu about like, he's like, well, like, you know, like, have you thought of like this or like, you know, like. And what's funny enough is, like, he, like, I ended up, like, I think halfway through watching, like, a bunch of convo videos by Turn Down, Turn Down for Waltz and, and, um, Envy to see how they structure their convo videos to tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this idea of, like, film theory, like, got into my head, uh, thanks to Ipangu as well. And, uh, you know, so I was thinking of that, but it was so much fun to, like, learn something completely new that was, like, something that was like completely out of my depth at the time um i'm like still talking at it is like it feels a little bit of like an out-of-body experience because i i can't believe i did it uh and then i just put out the video like i i made each clip i put it together um made some mistakes along the way my computer like um ran out of storage at one point so i had to troubleshoot that but um and then I put it out, and it was. I'm really happy that like people enjoyed it, but I'm definitely more happy that, like, it was something that I made from like start to finish, and like got to be creative because I feel like I I haven't found a creative outlet for myself. Like my competitive outlet is melee, but I wouldn't say it's my creative outlet per se. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm super excited about video editing because it it really tapped into this like different flow that i had where there was a ton of pressure but for myself mostly but you know pressure that was like very welcomed because i just wanted to like put out good content yeah yeah man i mean you gave me some flashbacks to when i was a little more into it and making um some of the songs and, and other videos like putting out something that was like is completely yours and I think also part of it is it's with our friends, right? It gets to showcase how great some of these people that we play with are, all the people that we play with are, especially when you're you're dealing with a power ranking. It's like, oh man, I can't wait for people to see this clip of Panos or, you know, Slox is like so underrated. I can't, you know, every time you get to showcase Slox, it's another, it, it just feels like you're doing something right. And all, all everyone, right? And so I guess making a, a PR video, also you were in it, so we'll talk about that, but it's just like, I think it even goes a step beyond that because it's also, I guess, another source of motivation to, to do it, to get it done. 
Um, and yeah, I think it came out great. I didn't know about all the troubles. I, honestly, it's probably better in the long run that you had all these crazy difficulties. Um, cause it just gave such, I guess it gave you such like a crash, a crash course in like what could go wrong in, in video editing. Um, which is always, always a positive thing overall, but um, yeah, I mean, with the with the wannabes YouTube channel now, now both of us are um, able to to make shit, um, and we could we could kind of we, we could start taking off a little bit. This is this is all just amazing to hear, man. Like, and the and the again the the proof is in the pudding. I I, I think we could really come up with some good stuff. So, um, I mean, you said it all. If there's anything else you want to talk about the process, I'm all ears. But I know we wanted to talk about the PR itself. Um, so where do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, just a little bit more about the process. Funny enough, because while while we're recording this, I'm I'm running through the PR reveal on Dark Gen Extreme. Uh, shout outs for him like organizing everything uh, so that I can splice together the PR reveal with the Twitch chat. Like with the live Twitch chat going when I we post that on our YouTube channel because we're also gonna post the the entire PR reveal on our YouTube channel which is gonna be sick, um, but I realized like it's really the the small victories like meant the like so big while creating this like to this day like I think the sickest thing about the combo video in itself are the is the loading screen <laughs> like the loading screen where. Like, you have the island and then the three dots yeah. uh, appear, like, half a second between each other is, like, super fun and super interesting. And, like, I think, like, yeah, like, that was super fun. And, like, the funniest thing is, like, at the start of it, I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to yoink things from, like, what, you know, YouTube and, like, get the clip and put it together and just, like, organize it. Mm -hmm. But... What was funny was, like, I was, like, so, I was, like, ultimately because I'm, like, I don't have time. I don't want to learn, like, basic animation using this program. Like, I'm trying to avoid that. And then halfway through, I'm, like, fuck. Like, I'm going to have to learn animation. And that's, like, sort of, like, how it happened. And the most ironic thing, I think, to just, like, end on it is that I don't even play Animal Crossing. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about Animal Crossing. And so I had to watch, like, playthroughs of Animal Crossing <laughs> for this combo video. Well, I think the the best thing was the, um, the, with every, with every name. That was, like, oh, so good. Yeah, that, that was a really fun thing. And the funny thing is I had to, it, it, it's really funny because there's, like, some prideful thing in me where I was, like, no. Like, all the names needed to be a different version of blah, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And and they were. And I, I was kind of just swapping between phrases that Tom Nook would say and Isabella would say. <laughs> and, but, like, I would actually specifically try not to make it, like, the same, the same exact one. That's a good touch. No, one. I, think, I think that's a good instinct because 15 of the same exact thing would have been uh, a distraction. You're you're not crazy for that. that was, that's smart. Yeah, well, that's the thing is the idea, like, execution was the hardest for sure, but the ideas of, like, how to structure it with, like, definitely a little bit of Ipengu's guidance uh, and also Shane's guidance, I, I reached out to both of them knowing that they're they're really creative people, so I really trusted them uh, and their process. And so 
but like a lot of it came from like just like I don't think like this works. Like this doesn't sound correct or this doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. And and that's what was like the most fun about it. Like I didn't have to like I had to learn how to do things, but there was something uh that like clicked for me when making this video. And and so I'm hoping to do that for the next one. Granted I'm like definitely a little <laughs> little bit nervous what the follow-up video is, so I think I'm just going to have to like pull the trigger and like you know, put something out, but like I think that was the most fun for me and like I, I was up to like 4 a.m like editing and making this and like in like a true flow state honestly word that's that's fucking great to hear man that's sick um cool well let's let's transition let's flow into the next topic which hey. which is the pr itself um i actually don't have it in front of me so if you want to if you want to take take lead on this um first off congratulations man um really really good stuff you earned you earned it good shit thanks man thank you i yeah i mean we'll get to that but uh all right i mean yeah i guess like it's it's good to talk about it now i think like it was a really tough season at hnc even if it was cut short it was like super it was super tough uh so i'm i'm really glad to be among the killers and like barely uh scrape by you know yeah i mean this looking at this list it's it's pretty wild like yeah i I, i've never had a pr where i've been less ashamed to not be on it (laughs) just so insane um yeah all right so we'll start off we got panos um i think he it's funny because overall he he seems to be like disappointed in his results. I think it's mm-hmm. I think that's a testament to um, how competitive he is and and the approach he takes to the game. Because even when he says like oh I should beat that person oh you know and it it seems like if you just follow his Twitter feed that he's just constantly like being hard on himself. Yeah. Um. It's it, it that it, it brings results. You know like. He he's improving so consistently, um, and and beating people enough to get on this PR like it's just very it's it's very satisfying to see him make the list and you know anyone who knows Panos knows how much of a killer he is so um, this is just proof that the results back up his attitude you know yeah I I definitely agree I think Panos is like. I mean, like, obviously one to watch, you know, coming out of the quarantine life, but, like, he's also just like us, you know? Like, he, like, worked full-time, he had the job, he went to HNCs, and balancing that is super tough. Like, you know, you know, you and I both know it pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how tough that is. So, you know, definitely I think it's super, you know, super great that, like, he, he, he was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Panos... Uh, if he's out there and i think he's still a listener you're you're one of our good friends and we're very proud of you yeah true homie true homie um and speaking of true homies next we have foxy grandpa i'm kidding um (laughs) (laughs) it's you man hidden 14 my son was 14 yes dude this this was like the weirdest thing because i i definitely wasn't sure if I would make it or not. Like, I think 
that last run that I made before COVID ended the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over the edge. That that definitely like scraped me by. But all I gotta say is like again like it's like I definitely think that where I'm at is like pretty accurate for the season that I did. But I'm happy that I'm on it because I think my season was really good. Yeah. And I think it was better than my past season. So seeing that sort of progression is really nice. Um, that being said, definitely coming for <laughs> everyone that is on and isn't on the PR right now. <laughs> good. But I think that's the biggest thing is I, I, I really think that like where I'm at, like I'm like, yeah, like I think that's my placing. I think my season is indicative of that. And, and I'm just happy I was able to to be on it word yeah man yeah well well earned um yeah not much else to say because we talk every week <laughs> yeah i know so. we, we talk every week we've talked about every win and loss that we've had yeah, so <laughs> and the three times we faced in bracket yeah pro- ironically probably the hardest person to, to say something new about uh so let, yeah, let's keep going uh we got foxy grandpa who funny enough i mean you could put if you put him like fourth, I wouldn't have been surprised. But I guess um, just the infrequency of him showing up um, and, and taking a, I guess, a tough loss here or there. You were on the panel. Do you want to talk a little bit about Foxy Grandpa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way it worked, like we we were on the panel, and it was me, Dark Gen X, Lou, and Ryobeat. And I think with Foxy, like at least my opinion of it was that you know. He he could be like ten spots higher, like not you know like eight spots higher. Not gonna lie, I think it's just really like the tenants really hurt him more so than anything else. Yeah. Like he, um, you know, was the model of consistency. He didn't really lose to anyone too much below him, and 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 you know he had so many almost. But I think that's the biggest thing. And like you see it on Twitter, like Foxy and and Aklo tweeting post, uh, uh post reveal and, and obviously they they both have ideas of like um it not being well they they weren't complaining they were just stating in my opinion facts yep. like i think foxy could be way higher if he just went to like three more events you know yep. and 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 really attendance was the, it was the big thing cuz you have such a short data set and and everyone else here had had a lot longer data sets with their own impressive victories but like again like Come summertime, like po- pre job, post post college, like definitely can see, you know, Foxy for sure in the single digits. Like I, I would take that bet in the heartbeat. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that that's about it. Like I think, like you know, I think it's pretty explanatory. Like I don't think, I think like he also understands that. So, but like we all know that like he's gonna fuck us up in this come summertime. Yeah, yeah. There's no question, and that I mean that. It's the kind of tricky thing about power ranking sometimes it's it's um so fluid and it's it's almost out of date the second it hits the second it's revealed it's like already out of date but um i think it's accurate like you you can't you, you can't say the pr panel did a bad job it's just that um there's a lot of factors and sometimes you don't put up the data that um that you need so but that doesn't mean yeah. any like I think it's just going to keep him underrated, which is probably good for him in the long run. So I'm not, I'm not too uh, worried about him. But yeah, I mean, I always feel like it, it. Also, like as you said, it's outdated already. Like this is of the past season. Yeah. This isn't of anyone right exactly. now. And I think that's like the 
the biggest thing going it's it's and i this is what i love about uh like Ryobeat when he talks about the pr it's like a celebration of like what people have done yeah oh i like that. it's not like it's not an indicative of like someone's skill level we're just celebrating the last few months of the people and there were 15 people that you know earn like recognition you For know sure. but i think that's like the the best way to put it like i think like everyone's rank is outdated at this point yeah yeah for sure like i'm probably number four you know so it's yeah. like whatever yeah. um whatever so we'll talk about kim next because he's yeah he's next uh, he's he is next i i mean like i have to shout him out like dude like he like from long island into philly like he's been on a tear like even seeing him like in his own element in like net play like like obviously he had that like uh win on swedish at IRL, like in in the first Hacks nightclub, but like like he's beating slocks and Cobalt. He like he three would Cobalt on that play last night, and that was like ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know. And definitely one of those where it's like really really high peaks, and you're just like wondering when the the floor will will just raise an inch to like make him like an easy single digits pick for this for a PR like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, Kem is, is one of the most exciting players on this list. I think it's like Kem and Aklo, because you, I I don't want to exclude you as the other no, up and coming no. Fox. You are also exciting to watch, but it's just like, no one's shocked when they see that you are taking wins, right? Because you've been consistently like working really hard. Not that these guys haven't, they just shot out of nowhere. <laughs> Like Wasabi's <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get that. Kem is like, who the fuck is Kem? Oh, Kem, and then Aklo is like, isn't that his combo video too? <laughs> who? Yeah, I think. Oh, that's funny. It's like, who is Kem? Yeah, yeah, right, pretty much. Um, and then Aklo is like, who is this guy getting top five and winning Hex's nightclub? So it's like, the there's so much energy behind these guys right now. Um, that it's it's really really exciting to watch. Um. Just these young young players popping up and and making the PR. It's dope. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind that you like excluded me. I definitely think that they're they're not a, like their their rise is different, you know. And 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 I think that's like interesting and like important to understand, right? Like Aklo hasn't Aklo and Cam haven't been to a major. <laughs> so dumb. Like like that is crazy. That is crazy. And I think. Yeah, I mean, like, that's really about it, you know? <laughs> like, I, I think their rise is definitely a little bit different. And whether you're, like, a slow riser or a fast riser, it, like, doesn't really matter, you know? Because it, it, it just depends on, like, where you're at skill-wise, uh, right? I love our region, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, exactly. Yeah, so, Kem, amazing. Uh, let's talk about Just Jason. Uh, what a comeback, man. Yeah. What a comeback so happy i i know i mean like he's a veteran at this point right like he was in the first tri-state pr he's always been in the nebs pr or the new york city slash metropolitan area power rankings as it was formerly known as Mm -hmm. um yeah like we haven't seen him for like kind of a year and a half and then he kind of comes back like this and like we're not surprised because he's playing chic again there was a brief stint where he played like marth Mm -hmm. and it was a little sad but (laughs) uh sheik's filthy I'll, I'll tell you that yeah uh what was the high 
I know he like kind of came out in the latter half of the season and just started wrecking everyone. What were some some big wins that he took? Uh, his big one was his Slocks win. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So he he beat Slocks two zero, and then aside from that, he was actually just like was super consistent. Like he didn't really lose to anyone that he like below his tier actually that's he, right. he wasn't upset at all and i think that's the thing is like when you look at jason being 11 like maybe it's a little bit surprising at first but when you like factor in that like he didn't really like lose to anyone and like he had wins on like slocks and everyone else like it's kind of crazy like he you know he beats slocks and didn't he have a chem win also yeah he had the chem win um, I'm just pulling it up right now. Like, yeah, like Jason had the Slocks win. He had like a Chem win, and it, it was just crazy, you know, like what Jason, Jason had and did. You know, he had the Panos win, Kanagar and Chem, uh, JoJo, and then I think like even like outside of that, I think he beat Wally and Calvar. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, nutty. Wally and Calvar. That's nutty. <laughs> So, I mean, like, and he just, like, wasn't upset at all. So I think that's the craziest thing. Yeah, good for him, man. Um, yeah. All right, Whiskers. Um, yeah, Whiskers next. I, another one of those players that I, I could have seen him anywhere in the single digits. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about him, a little data-driven conversation here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think with Whiskers, like, he has definitely super high wins, like Aklo, Keizu, Slocks, Layden Chem, Mott Money, right? All incredible players. Um, I think, like, the biggest thing was that he just, like, started off really strong in the season, and then, like, he didn't go to as much towards the end. And also, like, a few uh, surprise uh, losses, right, to, like, uh, Scrub and Keita, who, like, you know, good shit on both of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, that was sort of it. Like, really high peaks, but, like, not as much consistency as you would well i think it's like pretty yeah just like not as much consistency gotcha but like again like it's it's about raising raising that floor more and i think it's tougher like it's it's tougher with yoshi right because if someone knows the matchup right you're used to everyone playing it and like they get a few things wrong in the matchup versus like playing someone who like knows the matchup i think is super tough for sure for sure um yeah, all right, quick intermission. I yeah. am so sad that season zero was not counted because I had an amazing season zero. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, like, we're halfway through, but, like, yeah, how how do you feel? Like, I feel fine. Obviously. Yeah, I, I feel fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I've proven to myself that I, you know, can beat great players. I, I don't have... um. I have a pretty solid foundation of, of self-confidence and I know how I did, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's mm-hmm. not like I was cheated. It's not like I have any real case to be above any of these players. Um, and I know that if it was up to 20, I would be on there. Right. So, oh yeah. True. So like what, you know, what's there to really be upset about? Um, the, it's just tricky that, you know, it's a, it's only a few months of the PR so I know that, like, mm-hmm. you know, if it had kept going, I might have had a chance to redeem myself a bit. Um, and 
if had gone back into season zero, I would have had much more success on here because I had some crazy tournaments in there. But I knew I knew it at the time that it wouldn't have been counted, right? Like mm-hmm. I knew exactly what was happening. So, um, it's, it's just like it's just uh, how how does this feel? I guess it's just funny. It's just like you know, it's it's like a slow moving train wreck not maybe not a train it's like a yeah slow moving car over a cliff it's like I, oh you know slow down slow down slow down and then it falls over the cliff very very slowly anticlimactically you know this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't a gut punch it's just like oh yeah i knew because of my performance that i, I didn't deserve to be on here and that's fine but it also gives me a little more um a little more freedom to like all right now i'm out of the quote-unquote spotlight i get to fucking play falco or whatever or just do commentary. Yeah, fa- newly Falco main. Newly minted Falco main. Um, yeah. But yeah, wh- where would I have been if it was on top 20? Like 20? Um, no. Uh, I think we... So I think, honestly, it would have been a toss-up between s- 17, 18. Okay. Who, who was like 16, 17? Uh, I think the... I think it most likely would have been probably Kanagar or Smokey oh, word. at 16. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it, it would be a toss-up between you and JoJo. Both of your like both of you guys had Zio wins. And, Dude, even there, it's like, like, what do I have to be upset about? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> There's nothing to be upset about. Oh, man. You'd be over Curb for sure. Shit! Okay. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You know? <laughs> so this is just, it's just fun. It's, it's just like... You win some, you lose some, and um, yeah, I, I'm still among insanely good players. Like, what's there to be upset about? Um, cool. Well, all right, intermission over. Let's talk about Leighton, the absolute yeah. beast. So this one's actually I, I, I really want to talk about because, I mean, it's pretty – it's Leighton, right? We know him for his, like, big wins, and, you know, he does have big wins over Smuckers, Slocks twice, King Momo, you know, top eighting at CEO Dreamland. Whiskers twice, Flex, Dom, you know, like... But I think the biggest thing about Layden this season was his consistency. Yeah, he was tough. He actually, like, outside of, like, the losses to you, me, and Young, he didn't really have too many, like, upsets, actually. Like, he wasn't upset by many players. Like, I think his tier was, like, he had losses against you, me, Young, and Panos. And that was... And Dawson. Dawson in the Puff Oh, I didn't even know that. yeah, yeah, Dawson was I think two up on Layden or one up on Layden. But aside from that, Layden was super consistent, and that's factoring in that he went to every HNC. That's wild. Like all ten of them, plus out of region. Yeah. Like plus Genesis and everything else. So I think that's really what put like again like we're we're talking about this, but like raising the floor and like Layden did that. Like him winning against Smucker Slocks. King Momo, like that isn't new. Like we 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 know that, right? Mm-hmm. But but not having the random like unknown losses, I think, really pushed him up. Yeah, yeah. Leighton, um, from my experience, I mean, I've been playing him for a very long time um, in H and C and other tournaments. Like it's it's clear as day how his floor has improved because um, that's where I. That's where I get to sneak in and take wins now is if if he's playing bad. I get to kind of exploit it. But 
he just wasn't playing bad almost ever. Like, and it was so cool to see because playing against him when when it's a, when it's good melee is um I love that matchup and I'm t- I'm totally taking this as a personal experience but I love playing a a puff who's on point who doesn't miss shit who doesn't um go for kind of like being on tilt options so he really shored up some of his weaknesses and um I mean the results followed just so clearly like Leighton really good stuff man you, uh, you earned your top 10. Yeah. Single digits. Single digits. Also. Big, big, big win for him. Absolutely. Um, cool. Let's move on to Schwooper, who also, I think, really leveled up this season. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we caught him at that one-on-one interview before he really started <laughs> yeah. killing it. When the stock was low, but we bought in. We did buy in. I mean, like, I think most famously locally, it was that, that Game 5 rishi win that he got yeah okay that, I that. that was really crazy yeah. but i think the biggest thing and i think this was him in the next one it was probably one of the second most debated on be, between the panelists it was so close but like he also has wins over hacks Chudat, vimbo and nikki oh yeah that was uh what was that genesis uh he beat hacks somewhere else at like an nj tournament i think and then he beat bimbo nikki and chudat for 17th i believe or third or 20 yeah 17th i think wow yeah huge at genesis huge. so crazy <sighs> yeah swooper um og friend in the community um and just uh, he's such a testament to i think just how committed you can be and what will come out of that um he has his ups and downs like anyone else and he he wears his heart on his sleeve so it's it's really nice to see when um his hard work really pays off and i think that in terms of momentum he's just not stopping um oh yeah his, his coolness factor is still going up People are now looking to him as one of the premier, like, dope Samuses. Mm-hmm. And to have him in the scene is so valuable that all of us get to play against him, you know? Like, in a wider sense, um, it is just so important to have him around since Minty was put out of commission to be this top, top Samus player. Um, just makes everyone stronger and... Yeah, I, he just has so much more room to to take names and and really just blast off into the next stratosphere. I'm I'm so excited to see him play. Yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting like symbiotic relationship with like New York because New York has all the foxes, mm-hmm. so all the foxes are getting better against Samus, and he's getting better against all the foxes. Yeah, you know, yeah, and against like puffs too. And Puffs, yeah. I mean, also, like, I mean, he's number one in Jersey, which I think shouldn't go, like, unset. Jersey's because sick. I think Jersey... <laughs> Jersey, I think, like... Like, New York has, like, more brand names, but Jersey has real, like, underground killers, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like Pudgy, JJM, Quiet, Tempo, like, yeah. all those Wally, guys. Wally, J-Flex. Like, 
like even you know, yeah those, those are some fmb 5k you know five four oh four cray hdhr like <laughs> you know like itai mot money like absolute killers and like to kind of come out scrapping against all of them as number one is 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 really crazy yep, yep. no swooper is um <sighs> he's on a tear man so really good stuff to him really ha- really glad we got him on the podcast before he made it big time and uh it's too cool for us yeah definitely i think next is slots correct and you know similar to super really great peaks uh really dominant at hnc also you know not as much out of region but so dominant in region mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. he was one of the only two players that had a positive record on smuckers for context wow really yep that's pretty uh that's pretty hard <laughs> yes to say the least or three because i forgot hacks is here too yeah well, so three yeah i mean that that's a freebie but yeah slocks i mean he's one of those guys where everyone knows his name right so yep um i think it's almost a testament to how hard the region is where he's seventh slocks yeah. is seventh and i'm sure it was not like a a, a wide margin between him and like even two i'm sure the next few people that we're going to talk about are um could could be argued one way or the other um so i do note that slocks was kind of claimed as a good win by um just jason and kim um uh jason and chers and curb okay yeah 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 so so again chers is like top four philly so and curb is curb so again like his his bad losses are <laughs> are like not that bad. That's how you have to be to be in the single digits club. Yeah. No, it yeah, that's we're really getting down to really slim slim margins here. I think the best way to put it was this was actually a quiet season for for Slocks. <laughs> the old trope quiet a quiet season. Yeah, I mean it No, it, I yeah. mean he didn't travel to Genesis and that really is what's you know separated it i think you know like he really just he, he collected wins at hog in hnc yeah and and aside from that like just like you know did live stuff and and whatnot but like it was a really quiet season compared to like when we see right like the guy like made it to summit right before and and was traveling all over he was he beat svet at like a beast one time right like you know, so that's what I mean by like quiet season, right. not like in terms of skill, but just in travel. Yeah, it's funny because it's all about expectations and and kind of the um, kind of the context, right? So it's I would agree with that analysis. It's a quiet seventh for Slocks, and then it was an explosive twelfth for Cam, right? So yes, exactly. Because Slocks has been a top player for six years or seven years since forever. Um, you just you, you know you, you see where the results lie oh okay top 10 you know not surprising because he slacks like he, he deserves to be top 10 yeah yeah i mean he has two wins both on smuckers and rishi for contacts like the the dude put in work still. absolutely yeah I, but if we're talking about like explosive seasons right we have to talk about number six absolutely right yeah. i mean i think that's the that's like the differentiating factor right like like Nico actually had problem. Like Nico would be questionable or super low if there was no out of region results. Right. Um. Because, but out of region, 
he obviously beat Wizzy, Moki, Umarth, Joy Boy twice, Boyd, uh, like among many others, you know? So I think really explosive for him. And like, I think the big thing is like when thinking about this, at least from a panel perspective, is like who has a top 10 win at the moment? <laughs> I think that's a really important thing to consider, yeah. right? When when you're thinking about about out of region results, and I think, like, if you're looking at it, like, there were only four players that had top ten wins, and that was Nico, Swooper, Two Saint, and Hacks. Who did Two Saint beat? Hacks. Hacks is top ten. I mean, top like if <laughs> if we cut the season, I think if we cut the season post like summit. Like, there is a debate Hacks is 10 or possibly, like, 13th, right? Okay. So, okay, so... Uh, this is getting... Top this is 10 getting, This is getting, like, um, financial derivative type level now, so... <laughs> let's... All right, go, go on, but I'm... I'm all right, top, okay. top 15 win. Is that fair to say? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Top 15 win. I get uh, the sentiment. All right. You get the sentiment. Anyway, <laughs> so next would be Aklo. Ooh, explosive. Yes. Inconsistent, though. I mean, like, explosive as in come out of nowhere, yep. but he was consistent. And he was the only, the, the only other person outside of Slocks to have a positive record on Smuckers at 4-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some insane head-to-heads, for sure. One of the only people to beat Rishi. Um and one of the only people to take a tournament, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Aklo, surprising, only people out. He brought so much hype from everyone. Just Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Oh, he, you know, back in 2014, he beat, uh, you know, this um, in PM. Blah, blah. But anyone in region was just like, oh, shit. Aklo leveled up, like, as much as you'd expect from last time we saw him. Um, it's just that he... The Brotherhood is notorious, and we actually have uh, an Aklo interview in the bag. Ayo. So that's co- expect that, actually, uh, this week. But, yeah, Aklo is just one of these guys who it surprised out-of-region people, but really, like, had a firm grasp on in-region people. And even though we weren't surprised to see what he was capable of, I think people were surprised of how long he was able to stay on top of all of these mm-hmm. insanely good players, get all these wins all the time, keep breaking into top three. Um, and even had some room for like losing heartbreakers in there, like barely, barely losing against, um, I think smuckers once or twice, um, mm-hmm. just stealing it over slocks though. Yeah. I remember that yeah. set. Oh, yeah. That, that set was legendary. But he was just such a boon to our stream and, and just the, the energy in Hex's Nightclub. Like, one of the one of the great, great joys of this season was seeing Aklo come out and just introduce new tech and really push the boundaries of where we could be as a region. Just really happy to, to see him at all these tournaments. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, at one point it was like... Yeah, like at one point it was just like, who's going to win? Smuckers, Rishi, or Aklo? Yeah. So, yeah. 
I think it, it goes without saying. Definitely needs we need to see him at a major. I think that's like the biggest the biggest thing left for him right now. Yeah, I mean, I think he has a lot of uh, momentum behind him. I hope it doesn't falter from this whole quarantine situation. Um, I think he'll be. Fine. I think he'll be fine. I'm not saying play wise. I'm saying just like he he's gonna need some sort of. Is he? He's not sponsored yet, is he? Uh, I think he is by Brainless. Oh yeah. Okay. So he should be. He should be um in a good position to to make it out to the next major. Yeah, yeah, right. and he's he can practice with his brother and and also play. Um. Yeah, he can practice with his brother. I think he's or he's OS now actually. I should have. Oh yeah, that's true. They uh. He is OS. Oh my god. Is he a double sponsor? Well, no, he he he's not brainless. He's OS. Right. I should know. I, I this is coming back to me. I interviewed him. That's pathetic, but um. Yeah, I think that he is one of these guys that um, is going to leverage his sponsors well, so well. Than... Like he's just going to take off. Yeah. Well, OS is a great sponsor, to be fair. Yeah, they're they're killing it lately. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not lately. You know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So that's Aklo. Let's talk about our son Two Saint. Yeah. yeah. Another one v one alumni alum. yeah one view alum one v alum i'm I mean, just gonna call them alums from now yeah, on wanna, wanna, yeah his career really took off after that wannabes interview yeah but uh i mean like again didn't really lose to anyone a- outside of smokers rishi aklo and and yeah that that was it yeah. doesn't lose to anyone outside of that and then one one with ryobi that's about it yeah i mean two saint top 50 player man yeah, I mean, he beats Swedish, Hacks, Calvar twice, Doc Lob, Joy Boy. So, like, super consistent. I think, again, like, just low attendance. So his data set wasn't as complete. And I think that was, like, really tough for for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Premier Puff. Uh, Leighton's coming up on his tail. So I, I hope that that really comes to head and, and Toussaint continues to, to push himself. Not that he's not, but you know what I mean. Like, um, another kind of quiet season, maybe. Yeah, I mean, school didn't go to Genesis. I think so. Yeah. Like his streams popping mm-hmm. though. So no, all, all the best to, to our friend. Um, Two Saint deserves top five. Easy. <laughs> I wish we could say Easy, more, yeah. but um, you know, sometimes you have a top yeah. fifty player, and you're just like, yeah, he is who he is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing for like pretty much everyone down the line i think it like the rest makes sense in like sequential order like you know you have smuckers who had a really dominant hnc has is the only one with a positive record on rishi is he positive yeah there smuckers is three two on rishi wow okay uh and then he's three four against aklo and one two against slocks and then doesn't lose to anyone outside of that. Uh, he has a loss against me and Layden, and that's about wow. it. Yeah, Smucker's really showing his dominance. Um, and kind of another comeback story. I mean, he had taken a bit of a break, and HNC was really where I think it just made sense for him to come out. It wasn't like he, he works actually really close to where I work, and yeah, it's an easy commute after after getting off um just heading down one subway stop uh 
kind of, they have to transfer, but um, one subway ride, I should say. And then, yeah, he just was kind of always there doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we saw him enjoy the game the mm. most during the HNC, and I think it just reflected in his play. Yeah, yeah, and outside of the gameplay itself, I always saw him, like, he was one of those guys where um, every tournament I'd go to, he was just always there, just, hey man, how you doing? Like, we would have our, our conversation, he was always just kind of felt present, felt like, he was um, like an organ, like an, and like like the liver or the uh, the the heart. I don't want to say the heart because where, where is are the you heart. going? He was this? just one of the essential organs of HNC, like one of the essential components. Got it. Got Maybe it, gear yeah. is one of the is a less weird way to say it. Like you think HNC this season, you think of Captain Smuckers just being there, being this. He's he was a pillar of the community. Let's put it in a less yes. weird way. Or the liver. Okay. You know, let's vote. Which one's better? I think liver. Um, but yeah, he was just always there. Positive attitude, positive gameplay, and um, just love the guy. Top three, easy, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Super easy. I mean, by far the most comprehensive data set, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, he played almost everyone. <laughs> yeah, he really... The really only people it. he never got to play, among all 25 players I that guess. he had on this... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. Hacks? Yeah. Nope. All right, who? Foxy? Really? Just Jason, Vino, and Scrub. I would have guessed... Those are the... I would have guessed Just Jason. But those are the only players he didn't play. He played everyone else. Not playing Foxy is actually insane. I, I need to see that now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's pretty wild. Smucker's just always showing up. Yep, and he played everyone. Like he that's the thing. Because he kept winning, kept staying in bracket, that son of a bitch. Yeah, that's true. Uh speaking of staying in bracket. H the man the HNC man. The HNC the, probably the most decorated, most, I'm guessing. Most wins, right? Probably. Gotta be the most I'd wins. Assume. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming. Our son Rishi. But it's Rishi. Yeah. Hey, that was pretty on time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what what else is there to say? Uh, he didn't lose to anyone outside of Smuckers. And, or no, sorry, let me rephrase that. He doesn't have a negative okay. record outside of Smuckers. Yeah. Um, most, most first places... Um, crazy attendance you know he didn't go to every single one to my knowledge but i think just the because he has a nine to five the man's busy yeah well not an excuse but he he went to pretty much everyone i think he missed one near the end um like the last one before the break rishi went to seven so he missed three. Oh, okay so still amazing attendance um also shout outs to this data set by dark gen x if he's listening yeah it's still amazing stuff Another pillar of the community, no doubt. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, Rishi just is not not too much else to say. I I I feel like sometimes he gets overlooked and, um, just like yeah, okay, it's Rishi. He's beating everyone, but I think it really is impressive. Um, as you said, nine to five, but um, just always showing up, always being, uh, putting his voice out there in outside of the game, like more important issues. Mm-hmm. 
either politically or, or just social issues. Um, and he's also got a real <laughs> sharp sense of humor. You know, he's not just this this kind of like stoic, um, kind of overly serious player. He really is a, um, someone that over the past couple of years um, has been really great to just have in New York City. I, I'm, I'm really happy that he was coming out and he, would, he still plays a lot of people like he would play me. He just trashed me in some some friendlies before the bracket. You know, he he played my DK on request or his DK on request. Um, so I'm just I'm really happy he he's been part of the community and um, it's just really cool that he continues his dominance. It's great. Yeah, I mean for context, I mean obviously super homie. Like he like would always like if I like met you know like he was always like gave me a hand gave me advice like when we played and stuff like that he's super homie but like outside of losing like again positive records on everyone outside of smuckers and then outside of that like you know lost to the swooper slocks and aklo no other losses outside of that and then out of region his only losses are swedish shroomed and ice for context okay (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah yeah enough said uh, yeah, Rishi's sick. Yeah, and then to round it up at number one. Hacks money. No, to no surprise. No surprise. Um, not entering... Did he enter a single agency? One. Okay. So one, but like this is where the national attendance exception was made. And it was really because like he was running the actual tournaments at HNC. Mm-hmm. And it, we also felt like it wouldn't be a true new york city pr like it wouldn't be a representative pr without yeah him. he beat hbox twice right leffen leffen like he well, what else do you want <laughs> from yeah i know Max? i know like uh he 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 had a um a, even for him an explosive comeback right so yeah definitely definitely the return just a just a huge gap right now between between him and anyone else in the PR he is um in full form he's been practicing non-stop um I mean I definitely would love to see a Rishi Rishi hack set yeah we that's that's the one thing we're missing because um I, I think Rishi has been making huge strides in the Fox matchup yeah so I think that would be really fun to see too um but you know if if it takes hacks to to run the tournaments and he can't enter um sucks but at least he's still putting in massive work elsewhere Mm -hmm. um and he's still you know i think he gets so much fulfillment out of being the to here and and really putting together such a great institution that seriously revitalized the new york city community oh 100 Mm percent like saved new york city for sure i mean look at how many players he just brought back from the dead on this pr alone yeah man for sure just uh, such a blessing daddy hacks daddy hacks yep. making yep. it happen just and that's the pr that's that's our review of it yeah we've never done something this comprehensive i, I really enjoyed that no yeah i know it's been super fun and yeah i mean quick plug but like if you like this like we're gonna post the pr like the full pr reveal on our youtube channel so if you want to hear like what all the panelists said, my inputs and Ryobeat and Lou and Darkgenix inputs, uh, check it out. Yeah, I think we have um, 
a lot more PR content coming out. It's a little teaser, but uh, do we? Yeah, know? let's. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. What comes out of this, but yeah, um, yeah. New York City is the best region in the world. Um, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. I'm so happy to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for HNC to come back along with the rest of uh, the country. But this is just. It's been a really fun season, and we got a lot more ahead of us. Yeah, I don't think there's a better way to end it, but like, great, you know, two hours special, <laughs> just about. Um, yeah, man. So you hang in there. Have a great weekend. Yeah, dude. You let's, too. Um, let's just get back into the swing of things. Let's talk again soon. Yeah, yeah. Expect more from us, guys. We're we're back. back. The boys are back. <laughs> <laughs>